0: To episode two of the Smoking Cuban podcast, uh, here again my name is Cole Rast. I am the uh, site expert at the Smoking Cuban, and with me, as always, is Manny Dixon. Go ahead and say hello, Manny. Hey, what's
1: going on, everybody? It's good to be back with you guys. Thanks for listening.
0: All right. Manny is a is a contributor on the site. Uh, we both have worked together for a long time. Um, I didn't get, get a chance to put our uh, Twitter. accounts in last uh last episode so here they are this time if you want to follow me on twitter my my uh handle is at cole rastman 67 that's k-o-h-l-r-a-s-t-m-a-n-6-7 and for manny it is at emmanuel dixon underscore so e-m-m-a-n-u-e-l-d-i-x-o-n underscore that sound right that's right all right, so go ahead. Let's let's just jump right into it. We had All Star Weekend this past weekend. How how did uh, how did All Star Weekend treat you? Um, well,
1: honestly, it, it had its ups and downs. Um, it's not dead. It still has potential. Um, but uh, there definitely is a lot to work on. I see that they added a few uh, unnecessary uh, competitions, and that actually <laughs> took away from the excitement, right. so maybe less is more moving forward. But um overall, it was it was decent. I won't complain too much about it, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, anytime you get all the greatest players in the league together, it's it's bound to have some entertainment value without a doubt. For sure. <clears throat> but let's uh let's get into some of the recaps. So first thing uh, we saw, well first thing we saw was the celebrity gamer. Some of us saw it. I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. No. We're not going to talk about it. It's <laughs> pretty much irrelevant in in the grand scheme of things. So let's start with the Rising Stars Challenge. Would you? What are your thoughts from that game?
1: Um. Well, I mean, the team I figured would win. Did I? Just thought we would get <laughs> a little bit more from Donovan Mitchell. Uh. But uh. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually happy for you know Kyle Kuzma. He really. Stepped up quite a bit. Um, I I'm big on Kyle Kuzma. I think he is actually outside of LeBron, uh, maybe the most um, the player with the most potential on the Lakers. So um, I yeah. I look I look to him to be that you know second um, option on the team. So I'm I can't really say I'm too surprised with him showing out the way he did during the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, of course we definitely would have preferred to see a lot more from Luca. Um, but, um, but he had, (laughs) he had, um, he had his moments. He, uh, he's a jokester for sure. And you can just tell that he was enjoying, (laughs) um, and enjoying the moment and soaking everything in. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you get, if you're not able to be in an all-star game, you might as well just make the most of everything else. So,
0: I mean, there's that. Yeah, have fun with it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will say I do side with you on the Kyle Kuzma thing. I do think he has a lot of potential. I think he gets a lot of flack just because he's on the Lakers. Yeah, that's pretty much a, a reason to to uh, be looked down upon in the NBA for some reason at this point. I mean, obviously the whole fiasco with with Anthony Davis didn't help his <clears throat> standing in the uh, uh, in the general eye. No. But uh, yeah, I mean he you you could tell from the start that Kyle Kuzma wanted to win. Which was or he wanted to be the MVP, which was interesting. Um, you could tell that Ben Simmons wanted to be the MVP, which I thought was really interesting because he was, you know, in the actual All Star game. So I don't know why he decided to give give it his all in the Rising Stars challenge. But I guess you know this is this is only his second out of three or four chances at the Rising Stars title. So yeah. we'll uh, we'll see him again next year. But um, no, I, I I thought the game was fun. Like like you said, Luca just makes it more fun. Even though he he wasn't trying, he just. He he has that aura around him that's just enjoyable. Yeah. And even when he wasn't wasn't doing anything, like we got the mic'd up version uh, or from the game for from him on Twitter, and that was pretty great. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, overall, the Rising Stars Challenge is, is, you know, the all-star game light. It's It's got a lot of good players. It's got a lot of up-and-coming talent. But they take it just as seriously as the all-stars do. I mean, they're, they're there to have fun for the most part. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No need to... Go full throttle.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so next one was the skills challenge, which is um it's kind of a different kind of a unique challenge. It's relatively new. I know they haven't had it for very long. Um, but we did have Luca in it, so so we uh we were at least slightly invested. But what did you think of the skills challenge? What what was your takeaway from that one?
1: <sighs> yep, I was backing Luca and Conveniently, we had Luca going up against Trey Young. Dun dun dun. Um, Wow. Uh, As I expected, uh, you know, he wasn't the quickest on the floor, but he did use his accuracy in his favor because he got the pass Mm -hmm. the first time, you know, on the first try. Uh, But. Trey did outsmart him. He did pass the ball ahead to himself so he could like speed up on the layup, which is you know right. it was it, it was smart. I can't I can't lie, it, it made sense. But I won't say even though Luca lost, if you go back and watch watch the tape, he did inspire Jason Tatum's winning shot against Trey Young. That's true because Luca did the same exact thing when he saw he fell back on the layup, he shot from maybe half quarter beyond only thing only difference is he missed but yeah in my opinion he inspired jason tatum's winning shot so that was pretty cool so i think he should like get like a small percentage of that trophy but that's just me <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean you could you could see that he he wanted to hit that half court shot i mean he he slowed down against kuzma in the first round he slowed down against Trey young in the second round i mean he yeah. he wasn't there to win he was there to to try and make a highlight and oh yeah he didn't quite get it but he had a good time doing it and and just like in the the rising stars challenge this time trey young was all in and wanted to win the uh <clears throat> wanted to win them or the award for the skills challenge but ended up getting bested by jason tatum which i'm not particularly sad about yeah. um but it was it's it's a fun competition i like the idea behind it but it's wh- i just think it's way too short i just i mean it's you weave between four defenders. You pass the ball. You shoot a layup. You shoot a three. It's it. You know it takes no time at all. I don't know whatsoever. And then it's over. And it doesn't take much skill. It doesn't take much strategy. It just takes a little bit of speed. You,
1: you know, just, I may be wrong, but I do remember. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't I used to like include current players, former players from the same team, and uh, maybe like. If th- if that city has a WNBA team, like there'll be like a female basketball player on the team as well, and like they will all compete together. Like, wasn't that a thing? That was
0: different. That was called the that was called the Shooting Stars Challenge. They might which need to bring is, that uh, back. Which was different. I don't remember how they did that one. I remember being significantly more entertained by it though. Oh yeah. Because I remember it ended with all three of them rotating, shooting a half court shot, and whichever team made the half court shot was the winner. Yeah, that was and that was way more
1: entertaining.
0: Way more fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I miss that, and that, it'd be cool to incorporate the WNBA and some of the legends. I think that'd definitely be way more way more fun for the fans, for people to, to get some exposure to to different things. I mean, we have a WNBA team here in Dallas, and I I guarantee you ninety percent of the people that follow the Mavs don't even know a player on the team.
1: So. Yeah, yeah, that's another reason why I would you know say just get that get that going again. You know, I'm a huge proponent of WNBA. I I spent some time covering the Liberty here in New York myself. And, uh, like, yeah, it's, it's crazy that they don't really get as much exposure as they should. But I mean, they're there, they're talented, you know, they just need oh, some yeah. more support from, you know, the NBA who, you know, the umbrella that they're under. But, uh, yeah, I definitely okay. think that would be a, a little bit more entertaining than the, uh, skills challenge as it is <laughs> currently agree. constructed. But, uh, but, Yeah, overall it was it was interesting. It was a good ending, you know.
0: Yeah, if people would take the WNBA and look at it as a different form of entertainment than the, than the NBA, then they would notice that it's great. It's good basketball. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. But, you know, you're not going to get the high-flying dunks. You get a totally different skill set that is still impressive. It's just different. Yeah, it's way more fundamentals.
1: It's I hate to say this. It's like it's not a good or a bad thing, but I'm like it's kind of like watching uh, the Spurs play, you know. Um, they, right. they stick to what they know and they become great at it, you know? And I think why not, <laughs> you know, like whatever you have to do to get the win, that's all that really matters. But fundamentals exactly. is something that I must admit that you miss sometimes from the NBA because players go from more oh, yeah, flair it, yeah. and pizzazz and things of that nature. So, I mean, some fundamentals will go a long way. So um, if you can incorporate yeah. WNBA plays in the future... Go for it.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's get to the most entertaining portion of the entire weekend: the <laughs> three point contest. Woo. Wow. Talk <laughs> about a dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The one,
1: you know, Steph Curry is one of the two players that let me down this All Star Weekend that I really ever root for. I'll get to the other one later. Um, I did. In our post on the thesmokingcuban.com, go with Seth Curry, but that's just because I don't know. I just wanted to dare to be different. But I figured Steph, Steph would win the competition. But who would have thought? <laughs> like Joe Harris was just.
0: I mean, that like,
1: zoned dude in
0: shot. He shot the cover off that ball and he wasn't
1: even smiling when he won he was just in game mode like i don't even think he realized it oh, was yeah. all star week and he was just there to put the ball in the basket <laughs> that's exactly what he did you know <laughs>
0: i have a theory that that dude has never laughed once in his life <laughs> cuz he he hit so many threes and he didn't crack a smile he didn't look away steph came over and congratulated him he didn't smile i mean that dude was stoic the entire time i, I don't think it. he's ever laughed in his life i love it
1: and people say Tim Duncan has no personality. The nerve. <laughs> Get a load of this guy.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Walking statue. Yeah,
1: but it was uh it did pay me though, um, to see Dirk uh fizzle out there. I mean he had his he had his his moments, but um you No, know,
0: I yeah. I will say he he was more impressive than, than we probably expected he hit 17 yes you know he put his money he put his money ball rack right where we expected and he did well with it he did uh he finished in time he actually had like five extra seconds by the time he was done i mean he he was sprinting to the corner sprinting to each next rack and uh you know he he, his shot isn't one that you can replicate over and over and over it's it's high arcing it's you know he jumps he He's got these long arms, these long legs that all got to work together. It's a different shot. It's not a, yeah. it's not a, you know, a, a standard quick release Steph, mm. Clay Thompson, Damian Lillard type shot. It's a, it's very unconventional. It looks good. It, it feels good. I mean, and it goes in a whole lot. But it's it's certainly not the kind of one that you can do twenty five times in a row yeah. without, you know, without your body slowing down or getting tired. But okay, I was yeah. impressed with him. I mean, he outshot a lot of guys that he. He wouldn't normally at this point in his <clears throat> in his career. Um, on the side, I picked Damian Lillard. I like, kind of like with you. I just picked someone that. I I mean I I like Damian Lillard. I think if he w- did get hot, he's probably. The, I I called him the streakiest shooter in the competition, which I do believe. Yeah. I think when he gets on a roll, there's nothing that can stop him. Yeah, he's a um, rhythm
1: shooter. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but my actual pick, I I. I didn't pick just for sake of argument in the in the post, but I had Buddy Heald who okay. who did good. I mean, he made it to the second round as well, but he was he was definitely outclassed by Steph and by uh, and by Joe Harris. So yeah. but I really I fir- do firmly believe that the three point contest was the most entertaining portion of the weekend, and I find that disappointing. It, but we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, it definitely was. I I,
1: I agree. I agree. So let's
0: <clears throat> let's move on to the dunk contest with our with you know, the four guys that I've heard of oh, uh, Lord. outside of Dallas. So what'd you think? Oh,
1: I got to start here. John Collins. <laughs> he, he had really good intentions. Um, mm-hmm. but the execution was just awful. And it, it's so bad to the point. I'm thinking maybe big men shouldn't be allowed in a dunk contest. It's like, you can't break the props, bro. Like, I... <laughs> yeah. Come on, I mean, it's know, there, it's just all bad. There's
0: just nothing impress. There's nothing really impressive about a guy that's six foot ten dunking the ball. You really have to blow it, blow it away, blow the competition away with your dunk. If anyone is going to be impressed with you dunking the ball at that height,
1: yeah, I, I, I like I said, intentions were good. I get the whole. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, so playing homage because you're in the Queen City, you're in Charlotte, you're paying homage to like the Wright Brothers. You have to play now this Black History Month. It's all—it's right. a lot that goes into it. So I appreciate all that. And then to the get up and having a Tuskegee Airmen come out like a plus, but then you went to dunk and it's just like you can barely <laughs> jump over the yellow pages, like bro, like
0: <laughs> right. Well, it's just further proof that he's such an in-game dunker. He's not—he's yes. not built for that kind of dunking. He—I mean he. You. He will catch the ball off the board, off of two feet, and, and jam it home, and it'll look way better than anything he can do in the dunk contest because he just, that's just his game. Yes, and it's crazy. I mean, he, they, they were talking about it on, yeah, they were talking about it on the broadcast about how he's a two foot jumper, and hmm. and I think that was so evident in that dunk, like he could not get off the ground with one foot.
1: No, not at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was worried that they were going to have to. You know, get out the glue and put that plane back together when he jumped that <laughs> I mean I wasn't sure I thought the whole top was coming off, but Yeah, you have to
1: have you have to have bounce if you're gonna be in a dunk contest. As simple as that. Yeah. Like you have to. You have to be able to get up there. You have to have springs and I wasn't even a yeah. fan of, you know, Dwight Howard back in the day, Javel McGee. No. I I'm just no, I'm sorry. You know, and, and, and No, and I wasn't I'm sorry, sorry, control, but it's just like I think about that, but then I'm seeing rumors about Giannis possibly being in it next year, and I'm just like, so where do I stand on that? He's he's a big man; he's pretty tall. Like, do you not want to see him in a dunk contest? I'm still gonna go with
0: no. That's tough. It's <laughs> it's different. It's different because. Dwight Howard, well, it's, I think it's different because he's not a big man. He's not, un, he's not in the key the whole time. He's not turning, pivoting, and jumping off two feet, and dunking the ball. I mean, hit, when he dunks in game, they're fun dunks. Uh, and I think it's different because he's, you know, he's maybe the the, the second or third biggest name in the league. Yeah. So any big name guy is gonna is gonna bring you more, at least more interest in the competition. Whereas when you get guys like Hamidou Diallo and Miles Bridges and John, Collin, and I think John Collins is a great player, oh, yeah, but definitely. when you have those guys and Dennis Smith, I mean it's just not the same as going back and watching the dunk contests that had Michael Jordan and all these guys that were you know,
1: yeah.
0: amazing players on their own and then they're in the dunk contest.
1: Yeah, I think it's more so built for like
0: guards and
1: you know swingmen. Yeah, guys
0: that can. I mean, that's why it's, that's why everyone loves Spud Webb and Nate Robinson is because those guys shouldn't be able to dunk. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, so let's let's keep going. What was your take on Miles Bridges? We we went over John Collins and and the disappointment that that was.
1: <laughs> Talk about disappointment. Listen, I, he later he later um, I guess he found a tweet and responded saying that that lady that we all saw that was clearly disappointed was not his mom. But yes, we are all disappointed. Um, in, okay, so Dennis Smith Jr. He's at home. You know, he's a native of of North Carolina. But right. you're you're at home because you play for the, the Hornets. This is your home court, so it's kind of a home right. game for you too. It's and, it's bigger because yeah.
0: there are too many. Because the people in that area are casual NBA fans. 90% exactly. of NBA fans are casual NBA fans. They don't know where you went to high school. They don't know exactly. what you grew up doing. They know who's on their team. And
1: he... It's its sad to say. I remember John Collins breaking the, the plane. But I don't remember Miles Bridges' dunks.
0: Um, he was pretty so forgettable. I thought he had one good dunk. Yeah, which was the um, where he had Campbell Walker bounce it off the the side of the board, and uh, and he kind of did a full three sixty, brought it to his waist, and then brought it down. I mean, it was it was a nice dunk. I thought it was impressive. It was kind of it just it was slow taking off, and yeah. the showmanship thing is just weird. It just. So, but it was a good dunk. It wasn't the best dunk of the night by any means, but it was. It wasn't a bad dunk at all. I think he got a fifty for it too, or something close to it, which is yeah, there were a few fifty you know, Conversation for another time. <laughs> undeserved. Know, every dunk is a fifty. Yeah, it's just kind of. But again, yeah. conversation for another time. Disappointing, but that's kind of the, the story of the judging for the dunk contest. So, it'll <laughs> we'll never, it'll never get fixed until there are actual criteria. But True, <clears throat> let's get to our, our second-place finisher, Dennis Smith. What do you think of his dunks?
1: I have sense in the moment, I'm just like, I don't care if he gets this on a 10th try. Like, I I'll still give him, like, a 50. But now it's just That's like, right. come on, man. You have w- way too athletic to at – some, Sometimes it looked like he got to the rim before the ball did. I'm just like – Maybe you're too athletic for this competition.
0: <laughs> Just like slow down a bit, bro. Like, and we I, need to drop the ball down from the rafters for you. Yeah,
1: and then you know he's trying to jump over. Uh, who was that? Uh, was that Wade?
0: He jumped over Dwayne Wade mm-hmm. in one, and then Jay Cole on the other. So yeah,
1: but then like with Wade, you can see he clearly like pushed off,
0: you know. So that yeah, which makes no sense. He, I believe he got a Although fifty the, for the that. The dunk was more difficult because yeah. it was catching a lob, and it was a weird. Yeah, and where
1: he was catching the ball and where he's bringing it from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get that, but
0: I just feel like yeah, there was a little too much into that dunk, but yeah, I just feel like
1: he should have been able to execute um his dunks on at least a second try. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, I will say it was it was sad seeing someone jump over Dwayne Wade and someone jumping over Shaq and just re reimagining the 2006 Finals from those two. It hurt a little bit, but it was nice to see.
1: Ninety-seven players. free throws. That's all I have to say. Uh,
0: that's <laughs> that's all you that. need to say. <laughs> huh. yeah. So, so tell me, what was the dunk over Shaq the best dunk of the night?
1: It was. Um, he did not use Shaq to propel himself. No, he cleared he Shaq, either, which is he cl- unbelievable. He went over Shaq. Um. This may sound he blasphemous. Pushed himself
0: a little bit. That's still unbelievable. Yeah, it was like a little,
1: maybe like the the tip of his fingers. But honestly, yeah. when I I rewatched it, he actually bought his elbow down into the rim. Like he didn't yeah. like bring himself no, up. He didn't
0: hook it. Hook it. Yeah,
1: he bought himself. So, him so he no, he has he ridiculous bounce. All I'm saying is watch his dunk and rewatch Vince Carter's and <laughs> you come up with whatever conclusion you want to come up with but all I'm saying is he dropped into the to the rim after jumping off, um, after jumping over of Shaq so do with that so, as you will
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i agree i mean that dunk was unbelievable uh i, I i'm not i'm not sold on it being a top five dunk in dunk contest history, like some people are saying. But it was far and away the best dunk of the night. I thought the dunk that, uh, that Dennis Smith had over J. Cole was a good dunk. I think that was my second choice. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it was a distant second. So Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Diallo deserved the win. I, I don't think anyone is disputing that. I think uh, I think the whole Dennis Smith got robbed last year uh, narrative can finally die. Yes, so. it can. In its, yeah, in its rightful spot of second place. So, yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about the big game, Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. So, yeah, the
1: other player that let me down, Mr. Big Game James, <laughs> reigning MVP, James Arden, I picked him in our post to go for MVP because that's his thing. Uh,
0: yeah, he had to keep his 30 point streak up, too. Yeah, that that clearly didn't happen. Um,
1: I I don't even know what to start. Uh, he was just ice cold. Ice cold. It, it, it makes no sense. I'm just there's,
0: like, no this is it. It exhibition.
1: Bad. There's no defense. There's no defense being played.
0: I think, well, I think that plays so far out of his style because he's used to being hammered. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and say that he deserves every free throw he gets. I was about to ask, but he 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 earns a lot of them. He doesn't earn all of them by any means, but he does earn a lot of them. I mean, he's he's good at drawing contact. He's good at finishing, and he's good at being guarded. I don't. He's not very good at not being guarded.
1: Exactly because there's no foul call coming after it. So maybe it's part of the package. I I don't know what to attribute it to, but it was just horrible.
0: Yeah, they should just put a whistle with his jersey next year so he can feel more <laughs> home.
1: home. Um, but he shot a better percentage than Steph Curry. But we won't talk about that because it's just the All Star Game. Let's. It's not like it's the finals or anything
0: like that. Let's not get carried away. Yeah. But oh um, let's let's talk about the MVP a little. What what? Tell me what you thought about Dirk's performance.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, Dirk. Ah, wow! Um, as efficient as they come, what a way to go out,
0: right? I'm just so I gotta, awe. I gotta tell them I gotta tell him what I sent the the group today. Okay. Right. So I was telling everyone today that Dirk deserved the MVP in the All Star game because if you look at the per thirty six stats, Dirk would have scored 108 points in the game because he scored nine points in three minutes.
1: Yeah.
0: Perfection. That's just basic math. Yeah, easy, simple, and it and again Hold it just shows. Davis.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it, it. just shows that he's more of like an in-game shooter, uh, it, a in game shooter, a rhythm shooter. Without he's better off the pass. Uh, yeah, but it was yeah outside of him just making those shots. It was just great to see everyone celebrate him. Not just you know yeah. his teammates, but like the other team, the, the the crowd, yep. everyone was just celebrating him, and that just speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. Like I can't think mm-hmm. of a player, another player that's like so as 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 liked as he is and loved and and respected. Yeah. You know, like people want to see him do good. Like they were they were hoping the ball goes in every time. Like passing the ball, like passing the ball. It was just the highlight of. The entire game, even outside of the comeback, which I expected because it happened last year. (laughs) Outside of the comeback, it was just like maybe the best part of the game for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. And all three of those threes were deep. All three of them were off the pass. They were all just vintage. Catch and shoot. He didn't hesitate. I just love it. Vintage. All right, so what was the highest point of the week, of the weekend, the All Star weekend for you, aside from the celebrity game? Ah man, high point
1: of the week. I I'm gonna I'm gonna, I may catch him slack for this because I know he's like public enemy number one, but I must say as a as a purist as a fan of the game and as a as a sap at times it was pretty cool to see you know like that last alley from Wade to LeBron. And, like, I forgot which—I forgot where I saw it, but it was just, like, in contrast. You know, the famous lob against Milwaukee where he throws it up and he yeah. doesn't even look back. But this time, like, he looks back and it's just like, this is the last time it's going to happen. And it's it's just—it means more because that's what he said he was looking forward to all weekend. And it, it happened. So, it, right. was, it was pretty dope, you know. Um, I'm, I just love seeing players go out on their terms the way they want to. And— I know I'm a Mavs fan. He shot 97 free throws in 06. Still hating for it. But I mean, at at some point I find time to celebrate every player, like when they're on the way out. So that was pretty awesome. Cause, you know, they're not winning a championship or anything this year. So that is the highlight of his this season, pretty much, in my opinion. But but yeah, it was pretty dope. As far as the low, yeah. Um I'm sorry that that dunk that dunk anointed me, oh, John Collins. It, <laughs> it just ruined everything. No,
0: that one annoyed you more than the 87 missed dunks from Dennis, huh?
1: <sighs> it, you know, you know what those 87 missed dunks are like. It's like watching Barry's Barry Sanders run for losses. It's more entertaining. I'll I'll take missed dunks from Dennis Smith Jr. But come on, oh, don't man. break the plane, man. Someone, someone put that's, that's effort into making... Bring a prop out. Yeah, someone put effort into making it. You had these guys come out and guard the plane. I'm just like, you just broke it. You can't, like, redo it.
0: <laughs> it would be it would be like if, if uh, Diallo didn't clear Shaq and just got caught in midair yeah. on Shaq's shoulders. Exactly.
1: Now you just there. Only this time on it shoulder. was
0: literally trying to sh- cherish the city and its history, and you just broke it right in front of the whole city. <laughs> yes. Like just I mean, think, I, you're right. That there's nothing funnier than that. I mean, that is, that should be on Shaq and a fool. That should be, but no one talked about it. Everyone acted like, oh yeah, I was a pretty good dunk, but didn't talk about the broken plane, and that just makes me sad. Terrible, awful. <laughs> All right, so my high for the week, uh, <clears throat> I got to go with the, the Dirk and Luca dynamic. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but mm. just the the fun things that they did i mean the dirk <laughs> razzing luca before the uh, team world team usa game and and then the all the videos that came out of them just behind the curtains and whatnot i mean they, those two they love each other already and you know it's so strange seeing a 19 year old and and a 40 year old nba player that just have enjoy each other's company as much as they do i mean there's obviously a mentorship there and a and a an actual bond like a uh, like we'll talk about kind of like a father son type thing but it's just it's wholesome it's entertaining and we got them both and it, yeah. there's nothing better than that it's true yeah as far as the lows go I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis as the low of the weekend because that <sighs> dude played it out like he was gonna play did this whole thing just so he could stick it to the Pelicans. I mean that is everyone knows that is the only reason he played in this game was to stick it to the Pelicans. And then shortly after you get these reports that he's not going to be playing the rest of the year like he played only 5 minutes or f- 4 minutes or something like that yeah. scored 5 points and then was out. I mean it was all f- just drama. And and I don't think that All-Star weekend needs any more drama than it already brings. Yeah. He... If it was if it was still All-Star weekend like before trade deadline, then I could <laughs> see that being more of a you know a power move but yeah. at this point it's just it's just silly and that, so that that bothered me obviously we have you know different reasons in Dallas for that to bother us but but yeah. even overall the whole thing is just frustrating to me
1: it's not like somebody was
0: at home that could
1: have been in the game instead but you know it's cool five Someone minutes is great more entertaining
0: than five minutes of Anthony Davis yeah 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 <clears throat> well, actually, so I'm gonna switch up the uh, our our, uh, our schedule here a little bit and, and okay. jump into Luca instead. With the, so we both agree that Luca was an All Star snub in general. I mean, the dude got four million or however many votes from the fans. He was third overall in fan vote. He got votes from players. I think he got like one or two votes from coaches. That's where it really where, or maybe was it players that he didn't get as many? Two, votes? yeah, a player.
1: I th- I believe it was two player votes if i'm not mistaken two
0: players yeah i think that's right so obviously the players are are going to you know play the that game with the rookies a little bit more that's but the fact that it happened this year when a rookie is actually at playing at an all-star level whereas it's rarely happened in the past yeah what what are your thoughts on that
1: it's it's weird because i see the nba as one of the most progressive innovative leagues um and i would think they of all the other leagues would be like glad and proud to have a rookie uh you know right. in the all-star game you know because especially I, when
0: I, as well liked as luca
1: exactly it's not just stats that's the thing with luca that i don't think a lot of people understand when you know mavs fans were you know pretty much upset that he got snubbed they're like well he's a rookie blah, blah. like it's not just stats you know, it's kinda like the same feel that, you know, Yao Ming bought because it's like, this guy's a superstar, he's a rock star. Like it's it goes beyond Dallas. Um, you know, right. it's to the point where people um it's kinda like, you know, LeBron comes to the lead, chosen one. He's like always on ESPN, every single thing he does is making headlines. It's the same thing. And yeah, I'm like, okay, so you either love him or you hate him. He's polarizing, or whatever. That's the point. It's it's not just that. He's an all star. That's the that's the the gist of what we're looking for here. And I right. just don't understand the in multiple areas. Yeah, I'm just like I don't I don't understand why this would be the year we choose to be so technical. Picky. You know, it's just like I don't I just don't understand. Um, but moving forward, I don't think it'll be an issue. It was disappointing this year because he was on the verge of doing something great, something that has been done in years. So, right. I mean, you know, it is and what peop- it
0: is. People are going to look back at this and say, "Whoops!" You know, they're they're going to say, "Well, we probably should have probably shouldn't have missed that." I I, th- I honestly think that I think that people are going to look back and say, "There's no no doubt that that kid was an all star then, and he's an all star now." Um, yeah. But what is so do you think hazing is the main reason that this that he didn't get picked? Not necessarily hazing, but more like a traditionalist type feel from the from the all-star players or from the players in the league?
1: It has to be because normally I would say, you know, it's a popularity contest, but he won that. Like <laughs> he is popular. You know what I mean? He got yeah. the popular votes. Uh so I I don't know what else to chalk it up to really. It, just has to right. be some I mean, type of, you know, I guess the current players, the, I guess the elder statesmen of the All Star Game now. Like they just rather stick to what they know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but that means we have to be stuck with watching Lamarcus Aldridge in the All Star Game. Like, yes, seriously, I mean, just- Kyle Lowry. Like, come on, like, um, come on, people. Let's let's get with the times here. Like, just add some some juice, some pizzazz, some flair to the All Star Game. Like, it's the last game of the weekend. Like, right. it's,
0: and people are there to have fun. You know, exactly, it's, man. Just... It's it's not there to, to glorify you know mid range jumpers, or else Harrison Barnes would be in it every year. <laughs> no, <it's>, instead, <laughs> instead, we get Lamarcus I Hope he listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just it's just frustrating. I mean, we're gonna beat this dead horse for a long time, but Luca deserved to be in it, and there's no. There's no denying it, but we're gonna we're gonna jump past it. Let's move on here. Um, again, I'm gonna move down here. We'll, we'll get back to to Wade and Dirk in a minute, but let's let's finish up with All Star Weekend and let's talk about uh, what needs to change because we both talked a little bit about how there it's just lost uh, some some of its entertainment value. You know, we turn it on every year. We we want to see what we have seen in the past, but in the last few years, it's just been more and more. Disappointing and more and more just, for lack of a better word, boring. Yes. So what what needs to change? What are there things that can be reformatted that will make it entertaining again, or what what do you think is the best uh, option to go for or going forward to fix All Star Weekend?
1: Um, I mean, there's a few things that can change. Um, like st- start with the dunk contest. Again, like I said before, I'm. Just not a fan of big men being in the dunk contest. Um, But I do understand that, you know, it's it's hard to get uh, big name stars um, to participate. Um, Right. Maybe because pretty much most of those big name stars are already playing in the big game. So they figure, you know, they don't want to put too much effort into creating all these dunks and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get it. But if you can't figure out a way to, it's All Star Week, and if I feel like every event should have All Stars in it, call me crazy. Yeah. But if you can't get some stars to participate in the in the dunk contest, then just do away with it. Like there's no reason why we should have winners being
0: dangerously close to the Pro Bowl. Yeah,
1: like there's no reason why you winning the dunk contest should be like the first time a lot of people hear your name. Right, like it just makes no sense. Like Jeremy Evans, I'll never forget that year. It was just like.
0: Oh man, that was that was the worst of the worst. <laughs> Wasn't Chase Budinger in it that year too? Yes.
1: Like, what's going on? Oh, this is man. This is not what people came for.
0: Yeah. That was when that was when I gave up on the dunk contest, and I haven't been convinced to come back to it fully yet. It's just sad.
1: I feel uh-huh. I feel like it should be a requirement, maybe. Like, get the fans more involved with it. I don't know how the selection goes with who actually participates, but maybe get fans to vote for who they want to see. Uh, yeah, sometimes well fans point, get it right. It
0: based on, yeah. At one point, they did it based on, like, the total dunks you had had up to that point in the year, and I thought that was a good way to do it. Because you get some of these guys that have played, like, 18 minutes of NBA basketball, and they're in the dunk contest.
1: Yeah. It's true.
0: I don't know. So... The- so we talked about it a little bit before. Do you think that an incentive program of some sort would would boost this? Do you think that giving the players something to play for, you know, so th- thousands of dollars towards a charity that they support, or you know, some sort of prize money, would that would would that be a good step towards fixing it to getting people in to getting the players invested in it, which would help the fans get more invested in it?
1: Definitely, um, I think. If you have a goal that you're working towards, that makes things a lot, you know, more. Uh, it, it just gives them more purpose, and I think that's another thing that's like lost with the dunk contest. It used to be something that players entered entered with pride because they wanted to compete against these. You know, the competition was stacked. They wanted to beat these right. guys. I can just think off the top of my head. Um, watching. Uh, was well, Steve Francis going up against uh, Tracy McGrady? Like that was a battle, you know what I mean? And it's just like I don't, I don't get that feel now. So if that's not a if that's a thing of the past, then give them something else to look to look forward to, you know? Um, because the NBA does a tremendous job of um, you know having his players involved with community service and. So yeah, I think maybe if you do include, um, donations to a charity of their, their, their choice, you know, that'll, that'll add some, some incentives. Uh, but I do have a suggestion and I mentioned it in the, in the chat a while back. Honestly, I feel if you're going to do all-star weekend and you want the fans to be into it, if you want to win these fans back, you got to take it back to the playground, um, I think honestly, they need to start doing one-on-one competitions. I'm because talk- if you're a part of basketball Twitter, what do we do all day? We compare players. We don't compare, compare teams. Yep. We don't we don't compare teams. We compare players. Like who's better? What do you rank this guy? Is this guy better than that guy? And what would we, like for example, you always hear Kyrie Steph, who has better handles? Who would you pick if you're starting a good team? Who's the better point guard? Right. We wanna see this on the court. This is things that we don't get to see is what should happen all star weekend. That's just how I see yep. it. You know, and
0: And that's and that's something that they could do that they could incentivize just like you what we were talking about. I mean, if you did a one on one, you have one player that can get that prize money for their charity and that, that incentivizes people, that gets people to wanna to do it. Exactly. I think that's a great idea and, and it gets people to want to watch, just like you said. Yeah.
1: Man, you do you know how many players would love to, to have a weekend where they get to play iso-ball like against their peers? Oh,
0: yeah, no kidding. You know? Yeah. Like, Seriously, I mean. The players would love it. Kobe the had fans to, love it, yeah. Yeah, Kobe had to do it with four other teammates still on the court. He, this would be way easier if he this guy is the a This guy's a comedian.
1: Court. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Oh yeah, but
0: yeah. I mean, there there are lots of things that they can do. I don't think they ever will do anything. But I want to throw one more idea at you, real Hold quick. On. So in in baseball, what they used to do, they just took it away. But in baseball, they used to have the winner of the All Star Game had home field advantage for the World Series, well, like whichever that. conference. Or wouldn't that be awesome if they did that? Oh,
1: that would be interesting. I think that that kind of. For me, creates like a domino effect. Um, I will take it a step further. I'm with the idea, but you would have to do away with this whole captain picking teams thing. Take it back to East versus West, like the way it should be. Yeah. Um, yeah. First of all, let's that do that. <laughs> let's fix that.
0: Um, Which it, it, I think it should be that way, anyways. I, I like the idea of the draft, but I don't like the outcome of the draft.
1: Yeah, and it kind of goes against what I'm proposing, like the whole playground field because right. that's what we do on playground. You have two captains, and they pick their teams. But some players just don't know how to draft. Sorry, Giannis. Um, I
0: don't (laughs) don't know what what he was doing. He drafts first-half players.
1: (laughs) Exactly. But, um, yeah, I think we need to go back to East versus West, first and foremost. And I'm with the idea. I mean, whichever conference wins gets home and court advantage in the finals.
0: Um, I just think that would be the best way to do it. I love that the, the I hate that baseball got rid of it because I thought that was the greatest idea. They It just they, made sense. It was so unique. Like,
1: yeah,
0: it, it gives the game meaning. Exactly, and the
1: players hustled in <laughs> the All Star Game. Yeah,
0: they they actually <laughs> played. Yeah. It's. it's I mean, I think the, I honestly think the reason they changed it was because they had like a one one to nothing All Star Game, and they're like, "Well, crap, we can't do this again. That's terrible."
1: Oh. But see, they they changed it right away. Like they were on it. You know, they didn't just let it die. The All Star Game never dies in baseball. They didn't wait for that right. to happen to change anything. They just, you know, got got into action once they saw like a low scoring game. I think the NBA should right. be on the forefront of doing things in that nature. But you can right. only hope.
0: Yeah, that's that's very wishful thinking. But, oh yeah. But that's okay. That's what we're here for. So, so we're running low on time here. I think we'll skip the uh, the Dwayne Wade versus Dirk. I mean, it's not a debate, but we'll call it a debate for now. Uh, we'll <laughs> talk about that next time. I okay. mean, we, we both have pretty strong opinions about that. Yours are uh, probably less strong on one side than mine are, but that's uh, that's beside the point. Um, yeah, well... <laughs> we'll uh, We'll skip over the Dirk and Luca thing. Obviously, Dirk and Luca have a great bond. It's entertaining. It's fun. We talked a little bit about it, but yeah. just give me a few a quick thought. What What do you think about Dirk and Luca? You know, for the rest of the season and into the future, how's that bond gonna keep playing out?
1: I I see I see them working together in the future because I honestly believe that Dirk will work with the Mavs uh, at some capacity in the future. Um, maybe not a coach, but I can see him in the front office. So oh, I can yeah. see them going from you know teammates to you know uh, player, uh, maybe GM. Who knows? Um, but that'd be something. Yeah, Dirk. Dirk isn't going anywhere. The city of Dallas will, will not yeah. allow it. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, I think I
0: saw something yeah. that said he's he's planning on staying in Dallas with his family, anyways. So. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, why leave? You the keys yeah. to the city, you
0: know. So oh, that's right. Yeah, I honestly think Mark Cuban will hand him a blank piece of paper and say, "Write your job title and write your salary, and we'll get this done."
1: I legit see that happening, like seriously, yeah. <laughs> without question. Dirk could
0: make something up, and and Cuban wouldn't even question it, and and no one, none of us would question it because it it's Dirk.
1: Yeah, he's given, like I said before in the, in the group chat, he's given more than anyone can ask of him. Yep. And, and that's he's done it freely, you know, and he has nothing left to prove. So, whatever he wants, man, it's, it's his, honestly.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, so did you want to pitch your question here?
1: Uh, oh, yeah. So, I'm working on the piece. Uh, so, I'll, I guess I'll throw this question at you. Uh, what, if, what is your one realistic expectation for the team like for the remainder of the season, do you see them pushing for the playoffs? Keeping in mind uh, our current standing, our current roster teams ahead of us. Um, do you think we'll be one of those teams that's like surging to get back into the playoff picture? Do you see us staying where we are, falling back a bit? Um, how do you see things playing out from here on out?
0: Right. <clears throat> well, I, You know me, I'm pretty optimistic about the Mavs um, Mm -hmm. in general. But realistically, I don't think that the Mavs have a shot at the playoffs. I think that the Kings are currently formatted better than the Mavs. I think that the Clippers are currently formatted better than the Mavs. I think that the Lakers are, you know, right, right there with the Mavs, maybe a little bit better. And that's, I mean, those are the three teams essentially fighting for the eighth seed right now. So, realistically, it would be hard to see the Mavs make that push unless something something clicks with with this unit and they can get uh, Hardaway and, and Luca to really you know push the envelope, get get their shots and get them to go. You know this break can do a, a number of different things for these kind True. of players, but um, I just don't see it. I don't see us tanking by any means. I don't think that Cuban or Carlisle would allow that. And I think the reason is because we don't or we want this pick to convey to Atlanta this year. This is one of the weakest drafts we've seen in a while. Uh, it could be the weakest draft we see in a while. And and it just screws up our entire future plan with with losing a first round pick in th- in three of the next six years, you know. So we need it to convey this year just so we can keep our schedule, we can keep the understanding, and if for some strange reason things don't work out with, with Luca and, and Chris Depps, we aren't pushing the the next step further and further out. Makes sense. Yeah. Fair enough. So that that's my take. I think we'll be somewhere in the middle. I think we're going to finish in the nine to nine to eleven, nine to twelve range in the West. Okay. Uh, probably. I, I think we'll be. I think we'll fight around five hundred, maybe maybe a little bit under five hundred um, for the season. But I, yeah, I just don't. I don't see a playoff berth as a realistic thing for the Mavs. But I do see them still trying for it. I see them still giving it their all to win games every game instead of you know putting out these crazy lineups like we did last year in order to yeah, ever so quietly you know, with Mark Cuban announcing to the world that we're tanking. We, we did it so quietly. <laughs> yeah. Super sleuths.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, when my piece comes out later this week, uh, you'll see my take on it, but I thank you for that response. Uh, did you want to add anything else?
0: That's it. I mean, we uh, I I posted a piece today about how Dirk was the true MVP of All Star Weekend, not the game. Go check it out. Um, Yeah, just thanks thanks for those of you who are listening to the Smoking Cuban Podcast. I mean, we're gonna keep going. We're gonna get we're gonna be putting out regular content. We'll bring some of the other guys from the staff on and and uh, have them chat with you guys too. But just uh, thank you. Remember to follow us uh, uh, on Twitter. Uh, Hit us up if you do listen. You know. Drop us a note saying, hey, we listen or I listen to the podcast or whatever. We'd love to hear some shout-outs. Yeah. We'll, we'll uh, interact with you on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at uh, TheSmokingCuban. Pretty simple. Um, check out TheSmokingCuban.com for, for all our content. Keep an eye out for Manny's post coming out this week. And, uh, and yeah, just thank you, everyone.
1: Thank you, indeed. We will continue to get better. Uh, we'll keep coming at you with what you want to hear. And as always, go Mavs. See you guys next time.